everyone. Thanks for listening, watching, tuning in to this another COVID episode of Grad Life. I'm Monica. I'm one of your hosts today. We also have Gavin. Hello. We have Nicole. Hi. We have Vicky. Hello. And we have Greg. Hey. <laughs> so we have a few more people talking today, but we're all just going to talk about our experiences throughout this pandemic and how things have been going. I think the last time we recorded an episode, it was towards mid-March-ish, I believe, somewhere in the 20s, and today is now March 62nd. So um, we've been in this for a little while, but we figured we would talk about how we're feeling now as opposed to how we were at the beginning. So at the beginning, Gavin, Vicky, and I kind of quickly spoke about our experiences, how we were feeling, how our research was going, how we were feeling mentally. So maybe Vicky and Gavin first, do you want to give an update? Have things changed since the last time we were recording or how are you feeling? Um, in terms of have things changed, I'd like to think that I'm in more of a routine. I know I remember the last episode that we recorded, I was sort of lost as everyone I guess was at that time. Um, but now I feel like I have more of a routine going. I'm not that hard on myself now in terms of productivity. I try to do as much as I can. Um, but I, I think I've gotten a little bit easier on myself. I don't know about you, Gavin. Uh, I've definitely gotten into more of a work routine, although okay. my fitness routine's kind of been thrown out the window right now. Oh, how's only because the weather. Well, only because the weather in April is pretty crap, and it was a combination of I've lost my black uh, running shorts, and I don't know where they've gone, <laughs> and my running glove, exercise gloves broke, so I had to order new ones. Then I had to order new shadow boxing gloves, so it's like waiting for all that to get here. And I can actually do something again. Kevin, do you only have so, one pair of running shorts? At least with me, yes. Only with okay. me. But I have like sports. <laughs> I have like underlying, um, uh, what's it called? Sports underalls. I can't remember what they, they call them. Oh, but the, if I just have the them, it looks. Yeah. The yeah. undershorts, like the tight ones? Yeah. I wear those okay. and then I put my shorts on top of them. But okay. I can't just run in those. It looks really, really, really weird. But <laughs> really weird. In terms of weather, though, it has been crazy. Like, I was talking to a friend, and I was saying that we should honestly just, like, scratch April, pretend it never happened, and start April 1st again, like, today, because it's May 1st now, and, like, just go on, because then it will actually, like, align all the seasons properly again, and, like, maybe we'll have, like, snow on Christmas, but, like, it's just this crazy weather. Like, now it's finally starting to feel like April. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> That's why I keep saying like every day is March something because I just feel like ever since we entered into this pandemic, it's just been one long March. Like I refuse to believe that yeah. today is May 1st already. It's like, it's too much. Yeah. Oh, so man. I've also heard Gavin, maybe you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I've seen articles that people aren't very happy with runners right now either in terms of like running outside because there's been some issues in terms of maintaining distance also. Uh, well, I've not seen the articles itself. I know I read one article about saying that if you're going for walks and runs, six feet is not the optimal distance you want to do if you're standing still. Apparently, if you're walking, you want to be at least 10 meters away from anyone down. If you're downwind from someone, you want to be at least 10 meters away from them so that if they do sneeze or cough, the particles don't get blown into you. If you're running, apparently it's double that. So, I guess because you have more momentum, right? You're projectiling <laughs> the particles further when you're running, right? Yeah. Velocity, uh, acceleration. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but <laughs> I think the only thing I know that people are getting mad at is that they go to main park. I don't go running in parks because I know that's where people are going. I run right. in either streets or back roads. I know where I can easily avoid people. Mm -hmm. um, and also, like, some people run in groups. 
I mean, it's okay if you live together because you're exposed. It doesn't really matter. But I, if you're like, telling your friend, like, oh, let's go for a pair or a group run, that I can see is a bit of an issue because you're not really supposed to be that close to each other. They'll argue like, well, we're running very fast, so we're not really touching or breathing on each other. It's like, yeah, but as soon as you sneeze, those particles just get spread everywhere. Mm-hmm. So everyone near you has instantly been t- exposed to it. Or as Trudeau likes to say, breathing moistly. I know that when I'm outside. Yeah. Moistly. Oh. Yeah. Well, it's very funny. That week, there was so, uh, the, that week, Canada, the Canadian news was struggling to find something like really big to talk about because America was just a shit storm. Off the rails. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So it's like, oh God, uh, our guy's not messing up. It's like, he said moistly. Get him. This is our chance. <laughs> like, who says that? Like, speaking moistly. I'll give him the benefit of the doubt because maybe he was thinking in French, you know, bilingual, maybe it made sense in the French, but just, yeah. English I think he instantly not. regretted it when he said A hundred percent. Yeah. You could just tell on his face and just, it was, it's like, a terrible oh. picture. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, that's good to know. Um, I guess an update in terms of me really quickly. I'm yeah. still at my parents' house, so that's been oh. fun. Um, what else? In terms of work, I'm still chugging along as if nothing has happened. None of my work still hasn't been canceled or moved forward, if anything. Mm-hmm. I actually have additional work to do now because one of the projects I'm on is trying to bring or do some COVID-related research. So now I'm doing additional work. So I'm constantly working. I'm constantly tired, constantly beating myself up for not doing as much work as I want to be doing. Um, yeah, and I'm tired all the time. It's phenomenal. Business so. as usual. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I had a busy late April. I had to get two presentations this week, actually, I had to give. And I had to submit the first draft of my part of my chapter three thesis. And uh, I'm currently writing chapter, getting kept chapter two draft finished off. And I have to get revisions written and completed by the 22nd of May at the latest for a journal that's going to get published hopefully this summer. Nice. Do you feel excited at all? I'm excited, but I'm also nervous because this is the year I was supposed to be networking and looking for jobs. Mm -hmm. So I have to do that all virtually now. That was actually one of the presentations. It was like a five minute lightning talk though. I pretty much wasn't a science presentation. It was like, let me tell you what my research is and let me sell the skills that I've picked up for the past four years. Give me a job, please. (laughs) (laughs) That's exciting though. I've also been looking for like PhD supervisors and it's like, it's so difficult just to find anyone that's like even going to consider taking you on because like nobody knows what's going to finish right yeah are you having difficulty with that greg here let's transition over to greg and nick and let's talk about what their experiences have been like throughout so greg if you want to go first go for it sure yeah so fortunately before covid19 happened i found somebody that i was interested in going to his lab and i'm probably now going to go to his lab it seems like the best option but um at the time around when all the closures started. I was also, this guy said he would take me on, but I also wanted to look elsewhere and see if there was any other options. And pretty much I could talk to people. A lot of people would respond to my emails because we had the time, but it's like nobody had the money. Nobody knew when I could start. Nobody wanted to take somebody new until like, they didn't even want to talk about it until like COVID-19 ended. And so that was kind of like a tough thing to do. But then the more research I did, the more I realized I just wanted to go to this one guy's lab. So I'm probably going to be doing that in January. Oh my god, that's so exciting. Uh, Nicole, how has your research been trudging along? (laughs) Oh my, so I don't know if you guys knew, but I was actually in Washington, D.C. in the States for the last, it was supposed to be four months, so I haven't been around very much, so you might have not heard my voice, but I'm (laughs) back now because I got an email from both the government and all my supervisors as soon as COVID started saying, 
return to Canada immediately. And mm -hmm. at the time, I had been kind of traveling around the States a lot. So I was in Florida, I was in Pennsylvania, Ohio, New York. I was like all over the place. So I was like, oh, great. I am 100% infected and I have to go home. But what they did was actually they locked up my lab immediately uh, in Washington, D.C. at Georgetown. And mm -hmm. There was like security all around it. So I couldn't even go inside and like grab a sweater or anything. And like I had cultures growing in there and all these, like all this money I put into this research because I was working really hard for a grant before I even went and I got this grant and now all this money is just wasted because I lost all this rent money, all this research money, all this like traveling back and forth money and like all of my bacteria are just kind of gone. I tried to freeze some of them in glycerol, but I don't know if that's really gonna matter much if I'm not even able to go back there anytime soon. But that's definitely been affecting my research. I don't know if I'll be able to finish on time now. Uh, if they open up the labs before August, then maybe my supervisor said she'll try to finish what she can for me and send me results, but I don't know. <laughs> so we'll see. I was supposed to graduate in August, but now it might be an extra semester like Greg. Yeah. That's okay. so hard. Mm -hmm been frustrating but I've just been writing I there's not much I can do other than that now so I've just been trying to write finish my papers and yeah living with my parents as well uh my mom just got a new puppy we adopted a puppy during the whole pandemic so that's kind of fun been keeping me busy but that's been sure my life make it like uh in our department a lot of people can still graduate even if they don't really like they're going to go easier on them for their master thesis mm -hmm. so, like you don't really have to have all the data they would expect but, so um, the thing, sure the, what I'm, yeah, but what I'm most worried about is that, so the work I've done so far has been mostly the geology aspect of my research, but the stuff that I was doing in Washington, that was like all the biology stuff, which is what I'm most interested in, what's I like, what I really want to focus in if I do a PhD or something like that. So if I do apply for a PhD and I only have the geology stuff and my master's thesis, that's not really going to help me get the best PhD position so like I really want to yeah. get this bio stuff published so that I at least have done it, uh, that under my belt yeah but can you go in saying you have the experience though is that like not enough I mean a lot of time they like to see publications you think um, they'll be different though with you know what we're going through right now I feel like there has to be some sort of leniency in terms of that like what Greg was saying before like even leniency with your masters I would assume there would be the same sort of leniency with your with getting a PhD position unless everyone's just cutthroat. <laughs> I'm sure they would understand, but it's like, if you find, the supervisor has two students, one person knows how to do something really well for their lab, the other doesn't. They're gonna go with the other guy, right? The one that's, that knows. It's fair, right? that's fair. Yeah, but hopefully like people are understanding. You know, mm -hmm. Are you stuck in that too, Greg, right now? Uh, so like in my, I, interestingly, I had to go in like every single day during COVID until like two weeks ago. Because I was essential services and I had an ongoing project that I just could not stop until like two weeks ago, and so we finished that. And so literally it was two weeks ago I stopped going in. Um, but so I've got that data. I have to get more data if I want to publish all of the papers I wanted to publish. So right now I have three papers in the work for my master's, and I could, in theory, like I don't actually have to stay an extra semester, but then I wouldn't have three papers. I would have maybe two. And it's like I want to get three. I'll just say the extra semester. Yeah, I'm in the same yeah. boat. Okay. Yeah, like I just wouldn't have the data to publish three. So it's like maybe two, but yeah. yeah but you really want that three. <laughs> yeah, like I really want the three. The thing is like I put in so much work into like, it, it's really like two different projects. And it's, I put so much work into both. It's like, I don't want to just abandon 
this is two different projects. Like one of them is like far enough along that I could have two papers from, and then the other is one paper. But it's like I've been working on all of them, so it's like if I just finish early, all of them are gonna have a little less data, and so it's like it would just be weird. <laughs> I just don't want to give up on it. I just want to keep going. <laughs> I like the motivation. I truly yeah. do. <laughs> right? Yeah. I wanted to ask, like, what was it like going to campus when everything was shut down and like nobody was there? What was that experience like? Surprisingly, it was awesome. I would get in my car and I would drive to campus and it would take me not even like 15 minutes. Normally it takes me like 20 to 30 minutes to get to campus. But nobody was on the road. Nobody was there. And so it literally just, I'd be so quick to get there and I could park right outside of my lab for free because the gates were up. I could walk in and it's like, once I go in the building, it's literally like right in front. Like now I was right in front of the front door. So like, it wasn't like, I could literally just walk in, do my work. Nobody would bother me. Wouldn't even see anybody and then just leave. And so it was like, I didn't even like see people. So it was pretty funny. I, I honestly, I kind of enjoyed it just because nobody else was there. It does <laughs> sound kind of ideal to be honest. Like I yeah. wish I had that same commute, like when I was still going in, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, the, in the circumstances, but... Yeah, the only thing is, like, I wasn't there for very long. I just had to do mm -hmm. a few things, but I had to do that every single day, including the weekend. So, like, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Oh, wow. Fun time. Fun time. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, so, I kind of wish I could get access to the lab, but at the same time, I'm kind of happy that I don't. <laughs> kind of makes me stay at home and... I don't do things that I can't really do if I'm in the lab. <laughs> do you think if you all had access to your labs, you would be going in like every day? No, nope. I, I still have access to my lab. <laughs> uh, I would, I would want to go in. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I can remotely access my lab computer from here. So, but I need, to, so it actually stops me having to download a bunch of programs. So I just have to, remote, as long as the internet connection is good, which luckily since no one's on campus, it's great. <laughs> I can just do anything from there. So it's, I mean, I have nice. to get used to uploading things to the drive and then re-uploading, mm -hmm. downloading them on this computer, but you got to work with what you have. I did take for granted how much I actually do when I go into work and, you know, the stuff like experiments wise and that sort of thing. And now I'm feeling sort of useless when I'm just writing and I just want to go back and, you know, get the last few things done just to progress what I've been writing because I feel like I'm writing the same thing over and over because I've been working on data that I've had for years, right? So I just want something new. So I would love to get the opportunity to go back for sure. I've, I've the got point. the opposite field though. I'm, I'm actually so glad I don't have to go in and worry about other things other than my work. I don't have to worry about teaching now because semester's over. Mm -hmm. I don't have to worry about any of these extra lab stuff, which are no longer essential for me to do. So I don't even have to think about them. I don't have to worry about library books because I got an email saying they've all been extended to pretty much the new year. Mm -hmm. And I don't have to worry about like any boat, it's any, any last minute talks that come up during the day and I have to debate whether or not I should go to it. <laughs> so I actually find this a blessing in disguise. So I feel the same way as well, but then anxiety started eating at me and I'm like, do, will I graduate on time? I don't even know. So that's all up in the air and it all depends on how fast I do these experiments. So if I just could get them done, then I would have a better gauge of when I would finish. So it's more so those thoughts that are creeping in, but I do, I do like the fact that no one is forcing me to do anything and there's not that expectation that I should be producing more work, but then again, my head's like, but you should, there should be a way to do it. So it's, um, it, yeah, I'm a little bit torn between the two, but I totally get your point, Gavin. I mean, question like for a, everybody. How was, oh, sorry, go ahead, Greg, and then I will ask the question. That's okay. 
Okay. Um, I was going to ask, were any of you TAing this semester and how did that go when COVID struck? Um, my course was, oh, sorry, but you go first. Oh, no, 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 you can go. <laughs> well, my course was online anyway, so it actually had no change whatsoever. The only thing I've had to be, I'm slightly annoyed with is the, con the emails I get from students asking me, why is their grade so low? With, I say <laughs> low, an 80 apparently is not enough. So <laughs> that's, that's normal in, in my field for sure. But um, yeah, with my TAing as well, I don't, I didn't see a difference. I mostly take over the marking side and that was mostly done online anyways before COVID. So um, there wasn't much of a change except for the fact that there were no tutorials and I didn't have to show up to give a, a lecture or anything like that. So if anything, it was a little bit less work, but more focus on, um, like Gavin said, student emails and just marking and that sort of thing. Yes, I did a course as well and mine's in a, a lab. And so I think we missed like the last two or three like labs and that was it, but it wasn't a big deal. Honestly, we were almost done. So mm -hmm. they had already handed in the majority of their assignments. We'd already done the majority of the stuff. So it was like just marking them. So it wasn't even a big deal. Yeah. And they, they switched online, right? So like they were yeah. still doing mm -hmm. stuff online. But like I didn't actually have to be there for the online section. Right. And like then Nick, way. Nick, were you TAing or no, because you were no. in Washington? No, I actually, so I got all my TAing done before I left. So I had to kind of get it. I had to rush all my TA shifts and like get all four before I even left. So now I'm all clear, but kind of wish I was TAing in a way. I feel like I'd have another thing to do because I need to always have like things on my agenda. And I'm like that type of person where it's like, I need to have like meeting workout like work on my essay or my like paper like i need to have it all like written out and now that i'm like well i guess i have one thing to do today and it's work on my thesis so i like get up and i'm just like all day long and like i need something else to do so i kind of wish i was getting plus like work on my thesis is such like a huge task yeah. so it's like you never feel like you're actually getting anything done when your goal is work on my thesis <laughs> because yeah. it doesn't matter how much you do the thesis isn't done yeah. so that's hard I like to break it up into like smaller sections, being like, all right, I'll work on this part of my thesis today, or this part oh, of actually, next week, right? Well, I got this um, really cool planner that, well, I say I got it. If it wasn't for my girlfriend, I wouldn't have got it because she's an essential worker. And uh, what's the company? Passion Planner. We're giving these away for free, plus one, to anyone who's an essential worker so they can keep track of schedules. I guess if you're a nurse working 12, 12 to 14 hours right now, it's probably very handy. But they separate them into days and times. You get to write your personal to-do list, your work to-do list. At the end of each month, you reflect, write down, like you reflect on what went well and what went wrong with your schedule, and then you adapt the next month. And then you can break your goals down to what needs to be done daily, what needs to be done weekly, what needs to be done monthly. What is my three-month goal? What's my yearly goal? What's my lifetime goal? And what's my, where should I be in three years time? <laughs> I can't remember what I wrote. Something very... Uh, that I sounds overwhelming. Idea. I feel overwhelmed hearing. I, I kind of got. I got. I got excited about it, but that's just me. I'm a little bit weird like that. <laughs> Can you show us it, like yeah. on the screen? Like oh, you, it go. doesn't have to be like a personal page or anything. But if you want to oh, show, oh, like, I don't mind blank one. personal page. It's. Oh, <laughs> I feel like okay. we all have to like look yeah. closer at our screens. Yeah. Well, okay. I can. I can read, and it tells you to highlight your priority in each one of those. So it's like my priority for three months is submit two papers for publications. My year one is graduate from Western. <laughs> Finally leave. Uh, Isn't that all of us? Get out. Three years is build credibility as an early career scientist. 
And my lifetime goal is to speak multiple languages. Ooh. So it's, I keep Have you been working on that realistic. one? <laughs> yeah, good question, Greg. Have you been working on that one, Gavin? I've been trying, well, I downloaded Duolingo to refresh on French again, but then for the past three weeks, my phone's kind of been bugging out. So if anyone follows me on Instagram, I just uploaded a video saying that this phone just would not work. So anytime I tried to start an app, it would just freeze and then crash. So now I have a new phone. It's my first iPhone. I still don't know how to feel about it because I've been an Android and PC user since I was born. (laughs) And I've always gone against Mac because I always felt it seems to be a lot of money for something you could get for about 10th of the price. What do you uh, think now? In I annoyingly like it. He's <laughs> uh, <laughs> transitioned. Give it time. It's only been a day. He's been converted. It's yes. only been a day. I'll find something to complain about it. <laughs> well, I just remember using Duolingo a couple years ago, and I remember thinking, you know, after a while when schedules got busier and things, like, that owl harasses you. <laughs> oh, yeah. I just tell him to go away. Like, <laughs> I don't know, man. That owl, I feel like one day will like come to your house and yeah. just like beat you up if you're not spending time learning yeah. your new language. But to language. answer your previous question, but yeah, I want to pretty much the few languages I want to learn is definitely French. I actually want to learn German, and I kind of have to learn Italian because my family would never forgive me if I didn't try. <laughs> and I kind of wanted to learn Portuguese, but now I don't know anymore. <laughs> What made you make that decision? That sounds very harsh for the Portuguese language. And it's very difficult. It's very difficult. <laughs> it's, it's Spanish is simple, but then suddenly you go to Portugal, Portuguese, and it's like something completely different. Well, that's the thing, right? Because Spanish, French, and Italian all sound relatively similar because they're Romance yeah. languages, right? Mm-hmm. So if you have a grasp on one, it might be, I'm not saying it's easy to learn the other one, but it might be a little bit easier to get a grasp yeah. of the next one. Well, apparently there's a ladder. They say, if you want to learn a bunch of languages, you should start in a certain order. And it says your first two languages you should tr- learn is either French or Spanish. Start okay. with those, then go up to Italian and... Uh, I think then you can go to Italian and do one of the others. If you want to learn German, that is different. But if you learn German, it's easier to learn other Germanic-based languages. Hmm. And if you go further east, and you think if you learn... Uh, Probably like Russian or something, then you know yeah. all the, like, mm-hmm. like those type of languages, like yeah. Polish, Ukrainian, like everything. Yeah. Like, you know a few languages. Yeah, I speak Russian, Hebrew, English, partially French, and partially Spanish. Oh my god. That's a lot. <laughs> yeah. That's why I, mean, I, was, I was born in Israel. My parents came from Russia, so I speak Russian at home. And then I took Spanish for a long time in high school and middle school. And then French just basically from being in Canada <laughs> and having to take it in high school. <laughs> wow. Yeah, okay. I know, I know English. a little bit of french (laughs) (laughs) i i think i'm the same as greg i know a bit of french i think i took french until like grade 10 or something Mm. like that in high school um so i have a decent grasp of french i'll put it this way i went to france a couple of years ago with my family we were in paris and i got mistaken for a parisian like multiple times like locals would speak to me in french so i'd like to think that i can speak relatively well it's also (laughs) because i have like blonde hair and i'm white yeah, so like, was that before or after you started speaking your French? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, afterwards I'd have to be like, oh, je suis désolée, like, you know, and say whatever it is, like, I'm Canadian. And then, yeah, it just, like, it all went downhill. After yeah. I mean, I just walked away. 
like not to offend people in Quebec, but like Quebecois French is just butchered French, and it sounds so much worse than real French. I wish we learned proper French. Yeah, <laughs> That's just in France, opinion. they don't like it whatsoever. No. No, and like, they don't like it anywhere in the world. That, that's the French I'm learning. It's continental. Because um, I know if I speak Quebecois or Ontario French, you go over to France, they're not going to give me the time of day. Yeah. Sure. Well, they don't give it's me the just... time of day. They hear my accent. It's like, oh, British. <laughs> That's not bad though. I know a couple years ago I was learning Italian on Duolingo because both my parents are fluent. Um, and so I never learned how to speak it growing up. So I wanted to learn it. But then on Duolingo, they teach you Roman Italian, which is considered like the real Italian. But my parents both speak different dialects of Italian. So it's the same kind of thing. They speak like Quebecois Italian. So I'd be like <laughs> reciting the things that I'd learn on Duolingo and they would be like, that doesn't make any sense because in their dialect, it doesn't mean the same thing or they have different words or different slang for everything and so it just like it gets all jumbled I don't know yeah it's hard it's hard right but speaking of hobbies did anyone else take on any new hobbies interests whatever during this time because I feel like I've been seeing people take up so many new things now so what I did recently is I ordered a calligraphy book from Amazon honestly it was ten dollars it came with the pens like it was perfect and I've been learning how to write pretty <laughs> so that's the new hobby yeah that's yeah, awesome. be so nice for like birthday cards and things like that yeah, if you do yeah. like handmade birthday mm -hmm. cards mm -hmm. I thought it would be just like a fun thing to do you know I always wanted to like work on my writing and I feel like writing is a lost art now that everything is online and stuff like that so I figured why not might as well <laughs> are you enjoying it I do enjoy it it's very therapeutic I love watching the pen just like glide over the the paper and just like see all the fun colors that it came with they're all little metallic colors so it's really nice definitely yeah. greg and nick I what about you guys <laughs> uh, i've started knitting <laughs> oh nice uh, like that's the one that's a lot of people have started but i actually have one to show off so i have them right here but i'm making oh, yes. socks i made there's my first sock <laughs> oh they look and, professional uh, it's a legit <laughs> sock yeah oh that one's halfway done <laughs> <laughs> so yeah nice. The one that you fully made, did, can you like put it on your foot and it fits? Yeah, yeah we need a demonstration. <laughs> right now? <laughs> no. Oh. <laughs> okay, we'll, we'll believe you then. We'll believe you. Yeah, we'll, we'll take your word for it's it. It's actually like a proper size sock. Nice. For, for girl. It looks pretty proper size. Yeah, yeah it looks proper. It yeah. looks like a legit sock. I mean, like if yeah. anyone were to look at it, they would identify it as a sock. So. Yeah, so what you want. So I would say 10 out of 10. <laughs> That's the ultimate goal, right? Yeah. <laughs> My next project is mittens. Mm. I'm excited. It'll be so fun. Mm. <laughs> How about you, Greg? I, I don't think I've done too much. Like, I don't normally, I don't like running, but then I started running just to stay in shape. So I've been oh, doing gosh. that. But like actually while we're on the topic of running i am training for a half marathon as well right now so that's been exciting oh, cool. Oh, cool. i've reached cool, cool. 14 and a half kilometers so that's my like furthest run so far so i gotta like i still have quite a way to go but that's so exciting um, yeah. though did you I'm start that like before covid and everything or is this something that you took up during i also always wanted to run half a marathon and i've always kind of reached like 10k and i was like uh it's not like i still have like i'm not even halfway like this is gonna be way too hard and i'd quit but like during COVID, like I've always been a runner. I've always ran like, I don't know, on average, like eight kilometers, five miles, depending. I've been in the States. So like all my conversions right now, are like messed up. But um, yeah. And then when I got back, I was like, you know what? There's no better time. And then I started actually like forcing myself to run longer distances. Yeah. Sorry. Greg, Greg you're just, you. okay. Greg, you're also <laughs> forcing yourself to run longer distances. Yeah. It was from zero to something. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> 
<laughs> I just, I'm not a big fan of running. It's just so boring, but I've started doing it now, and it's like I'll be like running around parks and whatnot. But I don't want to like go out in the middle of the day, so I'll wake up like really early, like go for a jog at like five or six in the morning. Yeah, I've been like running like on. Time. Yeah, I've been running on my parents' treadmill just so that I don't have to venture outside, just because mm. there are a lot of runners in our neighborhood, so it's a little bit more difficult to avoid everyone and the one day I got so distracted I was listening to Drake's Take Care album um if you guys have ever heard that it's one of like his first albums when he was still like very emotional all the time and I was listening to it and I got like so in my feelings I forgot that I was running I was like oh my god like just feeling it as I was going and then the next thing I knew my run was over it was phenomenal (laughs) that's addicting like it's like once you start like running like I don't know how long it takes for me it took about like a couple two three weeks to like get back into it but like afterwards like if I don't go to run I'm like really like stressed out I'm like oh my god my body's like I need to like go and move like I want that runner's rush like the adrenaline oh I feel like a lazy piece of garbage if I haven't done it in a while <laughs> uh, it feels weird yeah. it does it does yeah it does take a while to get into that groove yeah I used to like do a lot of sports like football basketball right mm-hmm. but like I can't do that now and so that's why I'm kind of taking up running because it's like I gotta get some exercise but it's I honestly the easiest it. yeah it's the easiest thing to do it requires the least amount of equipment and it's a I guess a personal thing you don't have to do it with a group of people so it makes the most sense to do now because what I find like me living in an apartment now it's really hard to do like the regular gym workouts that I've been you know sort of accustomed to I like to say I do used to go to the gym but not as much as I should but um it's really hard to like do that same thing in an apartment where you know like you're on top of people and it's really hard to keep quiet and respect your neighbors as well so running seems like the best option for sure I actually never even considered that that's something like yeah a lot of people are doing like workout videos at home but you never think about like how it affects your neighbors (laughs) yeah if you're jumping in your apartment of course everyone else around you is going to hear you right like you can't do burpees you can't do any of the normal I guess like resistance training unless you're maybe lifting weights but even then um so it's it's definitely something to consider and it makes me upset when I see those Instagram home workouts I'm like I can't do these I'm in an apartment this is ridiculous also I'm finding I don't know about anyone else but I'm finding on my Instagram I'm being like bombarded by workout stuff or like how to stay healthy Mm -hmm. how to do this how to Mm -hmm. do that and sometimes it's like I just want to lay on my couch and stare at the ceiling like you know I don't want to be healthy all the time. I sometimes want to eat my quarantine snacky snacks and just continue. (laughs) I think it's just like people feel because you're at home and it feels like you have so much time on your hands. People feel like they need to fill that time in some regard Mm -hmm. or you feel unproductive if you're not feeling that time. And I don't know, for me, it's just like. You can just sit on your bed. Just lie there. (laughs) Yeah. Like sometimes sitting in existential dread is a workout. (laughs) Leave me alone. (laughs) A mental workout. (laughs) Yeah. Exactly. That that leads really well into something that I did want to talk about today. And um, so like you said, Monica, we're at home all the time. Everyone knows we're at home. All of your friends probably know that you're not doing anything except for being at home. So what happens when someone wants to call you or you want to do a video chat and you want to end the conversation? Everyone knows that you don't have anything else better to do after. So how is that? How do you reconcile that with, you know, like phone calls or or video calls with friends that, you know, like the time is done, you want to end it, but you can't say, you know, I'm going out or I'm, I have something else to do because you're at home. You're just going to close just the phone. And another meeting. <laughs> just say you've got another meeting. Just be like, oh, I've got another, another meeting. meeting. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Like, I want to keep talking to you, but like, I've got another meeting in 10 minutes. 
So the option is, is to lie. <laughs> to lie. Well, now, I know, like, now like, I know what Greg's really doing. If yeah, Greg's really yeah, doing yeah, yeah, Greg says another meeting. We all know now. Yeah. We all know. I say, I just say that I'm tired and straight up it is like, I'm not lying. I am tired. So I straight up say like, Hey, sorry, I'm actually really tired right now. Like I'm going to get going. Nice. And like, no one cares, but it's just like, I'm finding too, like, because people really feel the need to stay social Mm -hmm. and you're having all of your meetings online and things like that. I'm finding that this digital social collectiveness is also becoming exhausting. Like there's this perpetual need to be in touch with everyone and be in contact with everyone. And sometimes it's just like, it's really tiring. It is tiring for sure. Does you anyone else? Find, like, yeah. You guys find a lot of their meetings like will go on much longer than you would expect it to, and you're like talking yes. about yes. nothing. Yeah, teaching yeah. grounds did. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like that comes back to the fact that everyone knows that you're at home, so I feel like it's almost an abuse of your time to to go over a meeting longer than it's expected, right? Because it feels like, okay, you're at home, we know you have nothing else to do, so we're just gonna continue talking about this, even though you may be tired, even though you may want to do something else. So how, how do we feel about that? You just gotta lie about it. Why? <laughs> <Lie. laughs> well, Greg has the answers. Just, if it's a group one, I just mute myself, turn off my video, and I can do other yeah. things. Yeah. Because I can hear them, but they can't hear me, or so, see me. So I also wanted to bring up something else as well. I read an article recently um discussing zoom in particular and all of you guys mentioned you know feeling tired with all of these zoom calls and did you know there's actually a term for that called zoom gloom (laughs) did you know about this because i i was pretty shocked when i read about it and how accurate it fit every zoom call that i've had so i'm just going to go over the points and we'll we'll discuss in a second so In general, what this means is when you're on a call, a Zoom call, and you know, you hit that point where you're just so mentally exhausted and you realize that you haven't contributed anything to the conversation, but at the same time, you don't know why you're so tired. And so apparently this is a thing that's been happening with a lot of people. And the reason for that is because Zoom doesn't do a very good job of encompassing total human connection. So we can see each other, we can, you know, hear our words, but at the end of the day, we don't focus on the nonverbal aspects of our communication. So micro expressions in other people's faces or um, body language or whether someone wants to turn to you or you know, turn away from you. And it's really hard to gauge the situation when you're talking about something over Zoom. And what that ends up doing is like now there is one speaker and everyone is just listening and it doesn't really call for a collaborative environment. And so your brain gets tired trying to process all of these cues and focusing just on words. Yeah. <laughs> is this, do you feel like that's something that is relatable? I just got tired listening to it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sad. Yeah, no, no, that's totally, I that's totally fair. There. And I, I understand. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. I didn't. Uh, no, I, I, I was like, I'm already bored of this. Actually, I have another meeting, so I'm going <laughs> to. I was feeling very self-conscious as I was talking, just to let you know. I was like, man, they're going to get so bored. <laughs> well, so, you just set yourself up for it. Like, it's well, I did. The whole topic, but. I think it depends on like how big the meeting is as well like I feel like right. if it's a small meeting it's like I don't know five people like we are right now mm-hmm. I'm always conscious about do I look like I'm engaged so I'm like really yeah. focusing on my face to like look like I'm not bored so I'm like mm-hmm. look like you're really listening to them like I'm always thinking about that in my head but like <laughs> I don't know if anyone actually cares and is looking at say, my face do you think other people are looking at your screen when you're not talking 
I don't know. <laughs> I think that's the one thing I hate about Zoom is that you're forced to look at yourself. Yes. And it's just like, I don't want to, like, I'm not, I'm not here. For and it's so right unnatural now. for a human conversation to see yourself while you're talking to other people, right? There's just so many things that your brain is processing in that moment. And apparently it's called continuous partial attention. So your brain's really good at picking up various cues during a period of time. But if it's forced to focus on one thing, like words, that's when it gets tiring and you just want to end the call immediately. And that's hence Zoom gloom. Guys, I just want to say we're all beautiful. We can look oh. at ourselves. <laughs> Nothing to worry about so there. Yeah. Everyone's like yeah. trying to position their laptop like in front of yeah. a window with natural light. So like I haven't even showered. So thank you for that. <laughs> no, I'm in my parents' basement, which is full of fluorescent lighting right now, and it's just like it does not do you any good whatsoever. It's like being in a change room the entire time. Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah, my good parents' ass. house has a lot of windows, so it's like no matter where I go, it's either super bright behind me or it's like it's light on half my face and I look like I'm really sweaty. Uh, <laughs> no, you're glowing. It's not it's sweaty. Glowing. It's glowing. <laughs> okay, so speaking about Zoom, actually, I have another question for everyone. Since mm. we've all partaken in like a ton of Zoom meetings, what's the most annoying thing that you've noticed about Zoom or what's the one thing that annoys you most about Zoom meetings? About Zoom itself or just the Meetings. Just like the meetings, like I could go first. My like least favorite thing is when I hear people, if it's like a meeting and you hear people that haven't muted their mics and they're chewing super loudly and aggressively, or they're like scraping their forks like on their dishes or whatever. And like, you just hear them like chomping. Ugh, mute is like, there for a reason. <laughs> just mute your mic. Just yeah. mute your mic. I, I think for me, it's just the meetings where whoever's running the meeting just keep, I think we said it before, just keeps going on and on and on and I can't leave because I know they'll see that, that a participant left. Mm -hmm. And what they're gonna say like, oh, you left the meeting. It's like, I can't honestly say, well, you just kept going on about stuff that isn't relevant. So I didn't want to waste my time. <laughs> it's like, yes, I may be at home. I may be indoors and not on campus, but that doesn't mean my time hasn't got value anymore. <laughs> but, for me? Yeah. For, I was gonna say for me, it's like, it's not really something that other people do. It's more just like the situation because I am, my parents live in the boonies, so there's very, very shitty internet here, and, like, the only way right now I'm on it is I'm hotspotting my laptop, so I've been saving my internet all, like, month for this, <laughs> and I'm, like, I only have so many gigs of data on my phone, but, like, my parents' internet's just so, so, so bad, like, there's no towers around here, we live on water, and it's just, like, it cuts out every two seconds, so it's, like, so if, whether it's me or somebody else, like, if their internet's really bad and it just keeps cutting out and you can't even, like, understand what they're saying, and it's, it's just frustrating. So you can <laughs> use that as an excuse to get out of meetings as well. Exactly. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> I'm running out of data. I gotta go. Yeah. <laughs> a blessing in disguise. <laughs> yeah. How about you, Vicky and Greg? Um, for me, mine is similar to Gavin's in the sense that, um, like we mentioned before, this, like, Zoom platform makes it very easy for one person to just soliloquy and just say everything that they've been thinking. And it's really hard as a person listening or wanting to join in on a discussion to sort of say your piece without interrupting or seeming rude. So I find it's that transition of hearing someone monologuing about whatever they're talking about to then me wanting to contribute something, but there's no right time. So it's just the timing of the conversation is really unnatural for me, I think. Yeah, you gotta love a Zoom monologue. Yep. <laughs> For me, I was on a uh, meeting yesterday, I think it was yesterday, where mm -hmm. there was about, I'm going to guess maybe like 100 people. Wow. And oh, Yeah, God. It, was, it, was, it was a lot. And it was like a, it was a graduate education council meeting where we plan mm -hmm. out 
various things with it's with Alan Shepard and a bunch of other higher ups at West. Okay. Okay. You want to drop a couple more names? Yeah. While we're yeah. You know, why not? while why we're not? humble bragging. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Bunch, him and a bunch of like department heads, and then there's just like randomly me on it because we have to have somebody from SOG to do it, and <laughs> or student representative. And it's like I couldn't even understand what people were saying for like ninety percent of the meeting just because all I would hear is bleh, 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 bleh. Oh my gosh. That was like super annoying. I just I lost it and I'm just like, I wanna leave, but I can't like I know I just can't. So I just put everything on mute. I stopped my video and I just stopped paying attention. Yeah. See, but did <laughs> they use an a prop a standard Zoom call or did they use a webinar? They use a Zoom call. Oh, because I think for that, a webinar will be better because then the host can, can actually control who speaks. No, that, so then you don't get everyone yeah. yelling at once. It's, they I put was, in the chat saying, yeah. I need to say something. The host will go, all right, given permission to speak. And when yeah. they're done, you just deny them again. So you keep it. I mean, the host has to do a lot more, but then you don't have everyone talking over each other. Yeah. Especially for 100 people. It doesn't seem efficient at all. Yeah, no, it, it actually went pretty well because it was mostly like two or three people talking and that was about it. But I was kind of surprised they didn't do the webinar because we've done that before with like PSTC, but they didn't do it here. I think they were just trusting everybody. But the other thing that really bothers me is when you have like a bunch of people in a call and they're all using their video and taking up the bandwidth because that will like slow everything down. You might not be able to hear people because there's just such a large bandwidth. So it's like that bothers me. So like if you're not talking and you're not like doing anything important, why not just turn your video off? Yeah. This is right, a I'm PSA from now. no a PSA from Greg to turn off your. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> he doesn't Love want it. to see your faces. Yeah, <laughs> he's over it. He's gonna sign off. Well, this will probably take. Well, this will take the bandwidth out even more. You can just play around with the background. Okay, Ian so my laptop is so old; it doesn't have a processor that's like updated enough to change my background because my laptop is just like I bought my laptop before starting my fourth year of undergrad. So I can't change my Zoom background. It makes me really upset. I'm worried it's going to take more data. <laughs> <laughs> Better safe than sorry. Saving it. Yeah. That's a good yeah. point. I've never considered it taking more data. Mm -hmm. Probably. Yeah. Another thing that I wanted to ask everyone is, you know, there's been some trends or some new popular things that everybody's getting into as a result TikTok? of TikTok. Yeah, TikTok. <laughs> you know, like uh, bread baking, Gavin and anything else so are there any was trends that, the that people that you made recently <laughs> yeah okay so i was gonna say i made dalgona coffee i think that's how you pronounce it i know vicky made it as well and I then have. greg messaged me after i made it because he was gonna make it greg did you end up making it yeah it didn't go well <laughs> no what Why went wrong not? with yours so a couple things is that like right now since covid19 started i've been making all my own meals and i've been eating super healthy and mm. i so like certain things that they were like, put in like this much sugar. And so I Googled it, like, do I actually have to put in that much sugar? And they're like, well, yeah, you know, you really do. You're supposed to put in a fair amount. But I, I'm like, I'm going to like cut it in half and just see what happens. And then I don't actually have regular milk. I have like, there's no fat milk that is like highly processed to remove a lot of the carbs. So it's high protein. You're looking really weird right now, Monica. <laughs> it just like, it doesn't sound like it tasted very good is what I'm like. I totally, I cut the sugar out of mine yeah, because the sugar too. it calls for is like insane and like yeah, sickly sweet. I'm just, it just sounds like the combination of all of these things might not be so tasty. So I like half the sugar and then I had different types of milk. So like I'm used to it. I've been drinking this type of milk for like years. So it's like, mm -hmm. it's not even a problem with me. And so I start mixing it and I was probably mixing it for about like a good- Wait, you mixed like it with the milk? Sorry, sorry, not the milk, not the milk. Sorry. Okay. I was no, like, well, that's your problem, yeah. Greg. Yeah, it's water. Like, water, it was yeah. instant coffee, and then it was like the sugar, right? So I started mixing that, 
Okay. And I was mixing it for maybe 20, 30 minutes. And it just didn't solidify to like your level of like solidification. Did you, do you have a like a proper uh, Did you use a hand waste? mixer? Yeah, hand mixer. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So and it was up. instant coffee, right? Like it wasn't yeah. coffee grounds. It was like Nescaf instant coffee. Yeah. yeah. And so like I just eventually was just like, screw it, like I'm I'm done. And it was like it was starting to get like a little bit thicker, but it wasn't like much. I thought if I just kept going, it would get, you know, even I feel thicker. Like yeah, the sugar is supposed to give it that like peak or whatever. Yeah. So maybe you cut the sugar too much. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. So I'm just, I don't know, like maybe Monica, you should give me your recipe afterwards. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll figure we'll figure it out because that's weird. Mm. Like mine, yeah. I tried stupidly. Like my parents have ground coffee, and so I tried making okay. it with ground coffee, but I made it with like the actual brewed, not like the grounds, just with the brewed okay. coffee. Because I was like, oh. okay, I'll just use the brewed coffee and some sugar because the sugar is what's supposed to be giving it that like mm -hmm. texture. Anyways huge fail like it was it was so <laughs> gross like would not recommend so when I figured out how to actually do it and I realized that you actually needed instant coffee it did like I was very lucky it turned out very beautiful on the first mm -hmm. try and obviously everyone saw it because I posted it all yeah. over social media because really I wanted good. everyone yeah. <laughs> it was it very good. good you do need to cut the sugar and I find that it's just like it's like a reverse butterbeer if you've ever gone to like yeah, Harry Potter World yeah. or like had a butterbeer yeah. where the foam sits on top it's just like mm -hmm. it's a coffee delicious reverse butterbeer yeah. so I still decided to like to try it and drink it, even though it wasn't very solidified, like so oh, solid. No. So I put it on top of the milk and like it stayed separated, right? But it right. was like, because it was like, it was like foamy essentially. Like it wasn't really like hard. So you made you made a latte, yeah. Pretty pretty much, yeah. And <laughs> the thing is, there was so much sugar in it. It was so sweet, and I haven't yeah. had like that much sugar in so long. And the so first, I, yeah. I literally had two sips. And I'm like, I can't drink this. The first time I made mine where it told you to have like one spoon of like instant or like one-to-one -one instant coffee to sugar, I was like, this is the most disgusting thing I've ever had. It like yeah. assaulted my taste buds because it was so sweet. But um, after I cut it down, it tastes like an ice cap a little bit. So it's kind of nice. Yeah. Ironically, See, when like I cut the sugar down, my sister tried it and my sister like drinks Tim Horton ice caps and like mm. loves those things. And so when I made the coffee and I drank it, I was like, oh my God, this is delicious. Like yeah. with cut sugar. And then she tried it and she was like, this is so bitter. It's not sweet at all. Blah blah blah. And I was like, oh, girl, <laughs> like, I can't. I can't ingest that much sugar. No, no, no. I tried it. It was no bueno. <laughs> I probably would have enjoyed it like prior to like COVID nineteen when I was used to, you know having more sugar. But like now, I haven't had that much sugar. The new healthy Greg cannot like, stand yeah. the new Instagram trends. Yeah, honestly, yeah. Yeah. God, what about you, Gavin? I know you were on the bread making train last time. Well, the bread making train had to get put on hold because yeast became a hot commodity. Yes, because everyone else was on the train too. Yeah, so I only just got, we got like several packets. Mm -hmm. So I got a lot now, so I was actually going to make one this afternoon, see how that goes. Uh, but I was able to bake other things. I baked muffins, I baked my first pumpkin spice roll wow. a few days ago. I did take Fancy. a picture of it because it did come out the way I wanted it to. <laughs> the dough was still a bit damp. So I think it should have been in the oven for a couple more minutes to try a little bit because it, it tried to hold its form while lukewarm and it just started to collapse. I went like, this is going wrong. So I threw it in the fridge. So <laughs> after that it works, but it definitely needed that extra two minutes. So I'm going to try and make it again at some point or try a chocolate version of it because I know that's easier, I think. Has everybody uh, started like experimenting with cooking? Oh, I mean, this is the perfect time to do it. <laughs> a little. My family actually started ordering from Good Food, 
as like just like so we don't have to go to the grocery store as much and like there's a lot of like different unique recipes there too like stuff that my family would never make and it's like the way that they bring it to you is like perfect amount of spices and like sauces and everything like that so it's like you don't buy like a massive jar of something you're gonna use once and then it's just gonna sit in your fridge and like plus there's so many coupons out there right now it ends up being like half price so we've been doing that a lot actually it's been really good it's fun it like teaches you how to cook new recipes too Interesting. Have you done any other like trends or hobbies or things like that? Like, have you taken a part of any other trends that have been happening during all this? Uh, I mean, I some of like the fitness challenges, like there's like the 28 or 26 day, like hourglass figure, like abs and booty challenge. Mm-hmm. Or like my sister's <laughs> like super into TikToks. So she's convinced me to do a few with her. So I've been like trying to learn some dances, which is kind oh of embarrassing. Gosh. I don't know why I just said this live but <laughs> yeah I don't know I can't really think of anything else right now well we uh, won't post yeah. your sister's TikTok so <laughs> yeah. nobody will have to go find you yeah please we'll still go find them or, or yeah. Greg can go find them <laughs> the other meeting that he has to get to he'll yeah, yeah. look up yeah. your uh, TikToks exactly. there also okay you know how people have been posting like push-up challenges and like crap like that on Instagram I just want to say publicly if you tag me in a push-up challenge you are not my friend <laughs> Go down what, was it. It, what was it supposed to be it's like when i tag you you have to do film yourself doing 10 push-ups and then you tag like another five people after it's like some stupid chain mail thing but on instagram it, it's just when they said oh you have to do 10 it's like it i mean i know i can't speak for i know everyone won't feel the same but i went like is that it 10 seems like <laughs> Okay, Gavin. (laughs) (laughs) Well, usually these challenges go like this. Oh, you have to go do 20 burpees, then sprint down a field, and then make someone else do it. We all have to be elite athletes. (laughs) Is that the challenge that you want, Gavin? (laughs) No, I just, I just wasn't. I thought with like the trends nowadays, you would have thought someone would go, you know what? Let's spice it up a bit. Oh, so it's not crazy enough for you. Fair enough. No. (laughs) I'm a big fan of the donate five, run five, like give it to the next five people. It's like 5K, donate $5 somewhere. And then it's like you tag oh. five people. I haven't like, seen that one. one. Yeah. Okay, let's talk about that. Which ones have you seen come across mm-hmm. your Instagram? Because it sounds like we're all seeing different ones. I've seen selfie ones where it's just like post a selfie of yourself, like without yeah. your makeup on, without your hair done, like things like that. Um, tag or like a dog one, like post a picture of your dog, take other people to- Oh, I haven't seen that one. Dogs. Um, a dog one. I've I saw the push-up one like five yeah. million times. Yeah, that's yeah. a thing. I've also seen one where it's take a, or show us a picture of your baby self and tag like another five people. So they show a picture of their baby self or like when uh-huh. they were younger, not their baby there self. There was one that was like first picture of you and like your partner together. Like you, I saw that one too. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Like Which made me feel really lonely. <laughs> My brother take me on one where it's like, it's like Bill Clinton and then like you get like a bunch of different photos and you put it as if like they're like vinyl. Okay, what is the point of that yeah. meme? I don't understand it. Don't I keep seeing it. Like what well. what are the uh, vinyls supposed to be? Like albums that you listen to? Or is it it's literally like just your like... favorite albums? You put like every you change the vinyls into like your favorite albums and then like the next oh. person does the same thing. Which I actually I kinda like that one because it made me like remember a bunch of new like older mm. music that like I just haven't been listening to as much and like every time I see something I like look it up and I'm like oh my god I love that song and I just like add it to my playlist it's been nice oh. to remember new music but yeah yeah that's a fun one I, I did not understand it I kept seeing it and I was like I don't know why people are posting <laughs> pictures of Bill Clinton like why there, is he relevant there wasn't yeah, a lot of context to the picture and that's why I was confused but yeah. now I get it I guess <laughs> but so like why Bill Clinton though? Yeah, why, like, Bill, that's the question. why not Bill Clinton? That's another question. Mm. 
Any other Instagram trends? What was it like a 30 or 31 day like song challenge? Has anyone seen that one? Oh my god, like a million times. They post like the template every day and then they circle what day it is and then they play the song. Yeah. I've seen like with some some of my friends from the States, they've been posting like for starting I guess now because it's May, but it's like a hundred mile month. So it's like you have to like run, bike, like rollerblade in total, like a hundred miles, which is like 160 kilometers in a month. There's your challenge, Gavin. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> which, like, it's not hard. We challenge you, Gavin. Yeah. hundred miles. I'm more for high intensity. I mean, a hundred miles is extreme. Like that's a lot. That, yeah, that's, that's like a lot. I can average ma- a good day for me. If I can do five or so, it's like, yeah, it's enough. Yeah. I'm not like a long distance person. More like short, like short distance quickly. Mm-hmm. That's about yeah. it. Nice. <laughs> See, I don't like doing long distance running, but like if I'm playing basketball, I could be going for like three, four hours. I heard running is a very mental sport, right? So if you're just like dedicated to the running long distance, it's really hard to like get in the zone and like do it because I find it boring, to be honest. That was the hardest thing for me. That was definitely the hardest thing for me is how to learn how to breathe properly while you're running and how to like mentally force yourself to keep going. Like, because it is really easy to just say, eh, like screw it, turn it on and go home. Yeah. I've always really liked the idea of running. The idea Mm. of running sounds great. But like when it comes to the actual physical follow through, it's uh. But me running is not great. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. The idea of me running. (laughs) Beautiful. Perfect. (laughs) Physical follow through of me running. You bring many marathons in your head, so you know that's what that's exactly. Exactly. (laughs) So um, I'm trying to remember. I don't know if I had any other topics that I specifically want to ask people about. Vicky, was there anything else maybe that we wanted to discuss? I think I I went through everything. I ranted about my inattention to zoom and that's all i really want to talk about <laughs> what, do, what do you guys think about um some provinces like quebec Manitoba, saskatchewan like opening things up like early this month if not already i think quebec doing it is a stupid idea i agree yeah. they're I worse agree. than uh, they're worse than ontario they are and they are. they're thinking like, oh yeah we can lift things up i'm very I understand concerned saskatchewan and new brunswick doing it but manitoba manitoba too <laughs> oh, okay, I can understand them as well, but it's like Ontario, Quebec, BC, and Alberta should be the last provinces to even consider it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Especially I find Quebec it concerning. And Ontario. I think it people is. are getting excited by the fact that, you know, they might be able to go back to work, they might be able to open up their business, mm-hmm. X, Y, Z. You know, for some people, it's literally just like, I want to get my hair done. Like, everyone's excited about that. But I don't, it concerns me. Yeah, it, it concerns they're rushing me. it. It's definitely because, too rushed, I feel. Because if it does, yeah. The fact that we should be learning from our southern cut friends down. <laughs> Best neighbors ever, eh, guys? Oh, oh yeah. Oh, let's open everything up again. Oh, our case And drink spikes. bleach and you'll be fine. Yeah. yeah. Why, are, why have our cases spikes? This can't be happening. I thought you said we were in the clear. So we never said we were in the clear. You, we said, you said no and you just decided not to listen to us. <laughs> it's been confirmed that the virus came from the, like, to Canada from the States and not from China. Oh, yeah. Actually. Makes sense. We got it from them. I think like the first like state province that like started saying they're going to open everything up a lot of like provinces didn't even really care about whether or not it's actually fine to open up or not and they're starting to discuss it as well so I think it's mm-hmm. still very rushed you know we're still not like in Ontario we're still not even testing as many people as we should be yeah. so it's like we don't really know the real numbers 
Mm -hmm. Even the I current numbers we have now are still not good. The curve is flattening. You could definitely see it in the numbers, but and the fact that they're saying that 79% of of deaths are all people in long-term health and like old folks' homes, like that's or that's the case in Canada at least. I don't think that's the case everywhere, but that is kind of I don't know, kind of calms you down a little bit more though to think about that. That it is what we are doing is working, but yeah, I, I don't think fair. we should change yeah. what we're doing. Exactly. Stop what we're doing. The only issue with that is, is people then convinced like, oh, well, as long as I'm not in a long-term care home and not near one, yeah. I can go out and do things. Which is like an awful way to think because like, there's still so many people that are dying that yeah. are not doing well. You know what I mean? Like, it's still unfortunate. It's still awful that this is happening in long-term mm -hmm. care homes. I think like, I think sometimes the perspective on this has gotten like a really weird. It's like, oh, yeah. well, it's fine because it's just in a long-term care home. And it's kind of like, is it though? Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's also, it's also the people that don't like the people that are saying we should open things up, or maybe people that don't really know someone who has been affected, or don't know someone who's working the front lines, and they are not inter like interacting with them to see how many hours a day they are working, how hard they are working, that they are putting their lives at risk. So maybe it's just people yeah. that aren't necessarily aware and don't really know someone like that. You could you could argue the opposite of that as well, just because you know some people really do want to get back because their family's livelihood depends on them working, right? So it's, there's, there's two sides to it. I understand both, but at the same time, like you said, Nick, there's um, like, we are flattening the curve, but it would be a mistake to just stop what we're doing now because there's gonna be a rebound. We're gonna have to do this all over again. And it's just, you have to think about like the smart decisions to do. Like obviously what we're doing is working, so we should probably continue to do what we're doing. Yeah. I think once things start reopening, like I'm still going to be staying in for like multiple weeks. After even when things, things are like back, to, even mm. when things are back to normal, I'm just going to go like, yeah, I'm going to give it another two weeks. Exactly. I think so too. I can yeah. just like trial it out. Yeah. Me. Yeah. I don't know. Does anyone want to leave this maybe on like a less dreary note? <laughs> well, Greg probably has another meeting. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, funny enough, I actually do have another That's meeting. That's like Gavin this time. Yeah. Can't trust Gavin him. Yeah. Learning. He's learning. You guys drained all my data. <laughs> yeah, Nicole has no data left. So maybe we'll leave it with that then. We're all tired. And yep. we'll probably record an episode on this soon. So for anyone watching, listening, whatever you're doing, I hope you're staying safe. I hope you're washing your hands. And uh, thanks for tuning in. Really, I have nothing else to report or say. <laughs>